Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Hello?
he make the big bucks, baby. Ouch. You don't get no attention. Mm-hmm. You get all that love and attention from your parents and your students. Yeah, right. My, my child got a D. Uh, okay, look at your child's phone. They don't know what's coming to you. Look, they fall. you see where they got a D. But they have an IED. I said, I stay in, but still the same. And I just the, 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 the testing things for them. But my point is, I can't come down to their level. They got to rise up to mine. Come on now. Get the raise up. I understand. Okay, thank you. <laughs> In a syllable side, this side, this side, this big little baby guy. Hey, kids, you got about 30? For class. Oh, yeah, you, um, all right, you just, you just teach math, I mean science, okay. Yes, for class, for class. You might need to add five to each one of them. One of them, 40. Wow. So you know my weekend was like, I sit down, I grade papers the whole weekend. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Well, you make all the money, honey. I ain't making all the money, brother. They don't even pay right in Alabama as a teacher. That's one with a master. Either way. In school or what? Huh? Are you in school now or what? I'll start next month. Start oh. next month. Uh-huh. Okay. Everyone, I say I need strength. I need covering because with all the responsibilities they trying to get due to me and then me trying to start, it must. Come out. 
I couldn't thank you and praise you enough. Father God, as we come before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God, we come seeking you for your mercies, the brand new mercies, Lord God, that you've given to us, Lord God, each and every day. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come before your altar of grace and receive the mercies that we need in time of our troubles. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your American favor, the favor that we're not deserving of, but because you loved us so much, Lord God, you have called us to do a mighty work before you, Lord. Father God, so for that, I want to say thank you. I want to thank you that you kept us even as we slept and slumbered last night. Thou will never sleep, sleep nor slumber, Lord God. You kept your protective arms around us, Lord God. You allowed us to dwell in the shadow of your almighty wings, Lord God, and for that, we want to say thank you. Father God, I want to say thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord God, your word that was penned in Psalm 33. And verse 6, where you said, and that through your breath, Lord God, the heavens was made through your breath, and that your word stands. And so, Father God, we want to say thank you. Father God, that lets me know that anything that we come praying and asking for in the name of Jesus, and have faith to know that we're praying, Lord God, that we're just to receive. So, Father God, we can speak to that mountain and tell it to be cast down into the sea, Lord God, and then ask to move. And that by Jesus' stripes, Lord God, that all of us who are afflicted with any infirmities or sickness or disease, Lord God, we are healed. So, Father God, I want to say thank you. Father God, I want to say thank you because you kept us, Lord God, even when we couldn't keep ourselves, Lord God. All through all our trials and our tribulations and all the tests, Lord God, you kept us, Lord God, and you called us to be worthy, to praise to praise your, your holy, your righteous name. You found us favorable, Lord God, for the few things that we have over, over that you have given us, Lord God, and you're increasing us, Lord God, and making us rulers over many. Father God, I will say thank you that I'm able to fellowship with my sisters and my brothers this morning, Lord God, to testify and be a testament of how good and great my God is. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you, Lord God, that you kept our families, Lord God, intact, Lord God. We have not I lost one family member, but Lord God, you brought those that was in the hospital or even in, in the rehab, you brought them home to us, Lord God. I will say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for the normalcy in our lives, Lord God, where we can go on and praise your holy and your righteous name. I want to thank you for the travel grace and the mercy, Lord God. I want to thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the seed that you are planting with us, Lord God, to know that our God is higher than anything, Lord God. Father God, I will say thank you this morning, Lord God, that we don't have to tell you about our problems, but we can tell our problems about how good our God is and how he is continuing to bring us through these trials and these tests, Lord God, that we are we are, we are having to, to, to endure. Father God, I want to say thank you for the endurance, Lord God, that we hold it on to your mighty words and to your unchanging hand, and I want to say thank you. For Father God, I ask right now that your holiness, that holiness be the way of our lives, because holiness still is right. For your word is holy, your, your kingdom was holy, you, your heavens is holy, your throne is holy, you are holy. And so, Father God, we trying to be just as holy as you called us to be. So I want to say thank you for it, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the strength, Lord God, to press on, even though 
things might look a little dim, Lord God, but I know that there's an end on the other side of blue. Although the clouds might be dark and gray, but Lord God, I know that the sun is going to shine again. I want to say thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to, to dwell in the shadow of your almighty reign wings, Lord God, and the shadow of your altar, Lord God, and to abide around your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God. And for that, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you, Lord God, for just keeping us, Lord God, even through our struggles, Lord God, because you are more than these struggles, Lord. I want to say thank you for the firm foundation, Lord God, the chief cornerstone that you have given us, Lord God, our Christ Jesus, the Lord, the anointed one, your only begotten Son, who bows each and every day and calls on our name before your throne, Lord God, and come us as worthy, even though we fall short and we come and repent of them, Lord God, and for that he's calling favorable, and I want to say thank you. Father God, as we go through this day, Lord God, we give ourselves over to you, Lord God, that you will lead us into the way that you will help us to go. Let us not pull back. Let us not struggle. Let us not try to hold back from praising your holy and righteous name, because you alone is worthy. And Father God, we just want to just ask that your Holy Spirit will cover us right now and lead us through this prayer call and govern us and cause us to be governed by your word, Lord God, so that our lives could be even more for the better. Father God, I want to ask you to just bless those who are unsaved right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that they will continue to, that they will start to press toward the mark of a higher calling, Lord God, that they will seek your will and your way for their lives. And let us not be weary and well-doing, Lord God, but to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Let us continue to just seek you, your presence, and your will and your way for our lives, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to bless us right now, Lord God. Bless us as you want to bless us, Lord God. Not how we feel we should be blessed, but how you want to bless us. And let us continue to walk according to your will and your way. And according to your precepts, according to the words that is written in the Bible that we have studied, oh God. And in Jesus' name, I want to pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, praise the Lord. Amen. When I tell you, you going in. You going in. Oh, boy. I know he can spread it crazy about it. Think about it, y'all. His <laughs> word has been settled in heaven, so we heal. <laughs> There is power. Yeah, we are more than conquerors. The name of Jesus. Jesus. We Jesus. have everything that we need. Yes, Just to heal. Yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. Come on with that. Of Jesus. Yes. That it is. You break mm. it. Break every chain, break every chain, break every in the name of Jesus, I know that Come on, Willie, now. Come on, now. We break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Oh, my goodness. Break every chain. Break every chain. <laughs> <laughs>
Break every chain. Mm. There's an army. Come on, Maya. Yeah. Yeah. There's an army. Rising up. It'll break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, you know that he is God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, God, for bringing the chains in our minds, the ones that keep us bound, the ones that keep us, that keep us over ourselves, God. Thank you for bringing those chains on God, as I thank you today with the, and rise up this morning with the faith and the rising sun, God, I thank you for the life, health, and strength today to be able to wake up in the great hallelujah your name, dear Jesus. And I want to keep doing in my life. I praise your name. I'm going to praise you right now. Hallelujah for the change. Hallelujah for the deliverance. Hallelujah for the healing. Hallelujah for the great blessing. expectations that I'm speaking for God. That you do in our lives, God. So thank you this morning, God. For letting us get on this call today with a zeal to want to continue to leave the people for everything that we do say to take, God. And if there be anything to do with God that is in us, God, forgive us and purge us right now in the name of Jesus. Oh. Thank you for the healing that's on the way. Thank you for the deliverance and the blessings, the financial blessings that are on the way in our lives, God. And we will continue to give you honor and glory and praise for those things that you bless us with and give us what we desire, and not what we need, but what we desire from our heart, God. Continue to pour these blessings upon us today and every day, God. And as I continue to look to those hills, those marvelous hills, Lord, that would come to my help, God, I lift up to you to sick and shut in. Because I know there's power in your name. Not, I know there's power in your name. So I'm going to speak healing into the atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. Hear your daughter crying. Deliver separate grant the that yes. have no understanding in their lives. Mint the broken oh. restore. Turn things around in their lives. Where there's doubt and courage. Where there's fear that's cast out and put in trust. God, I thank you right now for letting me lift up the sick and shut in for the restoration mm. and the deliverance that they need from your powerful hands. We love you, Lord. We give you all glory, honor, and praise that you so rightfully deserve in all of our lives. And I got to get your hair done. And you got to bow before you give me everything that I am. Forgive me and bless me. It is in Jesus' name Amen and amen. Amen. Yeah, it's already done. Thank you, Lord. 
Said my 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 blood counts are up. The CAT scan was clear. Um, he said that he you know we're gonna do you know this you know he said the, the around is three weeks. So I mean you know mm-hmm. I thought it was six, but he says three. But I'm you know two weeks. You know I guess he's gonna break it. He's gonna break it up. So I I I I I, am, I feel good about that. Um, I can't start this week because I'm I have an open wound still. But uh, I did get I get clearance from my other because it still got a little small patch that's open. Um, one of the side effects is that if you start taking chemo, it's gonna it's not gonna heal. So I'd uh, rather be closed than not to be. You know, I'd rather be closed. Um, and it's a little small place that we still we still addressing. <clears throat> but thank God, thank God, I feel good. I um, yeah, I popped my hand. I had a piece of dry a piece of dry meat last night. Dry. Oh my God. 
and um, it's lodged, and it's in my. It's, I can feel it, and I, you know, and I'm like, I, I can't drink anything and I eat anything until that passes. So mm. pray for me here. It's sitting. It's sitting in my chest right now, but mm. you know, that's just a trying. You know, because we have to introduce me back to a normal life. Not to say a, a, a unhealthy lifestyle. It's just a normal lifestyle. So. So I mean, introducing every week something, um, but this piece of meat just dry and it's it's large, but it's not choking me out. It's just making me feel uncomfortable, like I have, you know, heartburn or something like that. But it has to pass, so I can't eat anything until it passes. So I'm gonna um, drink some liquids today to try to push. You know what I mean? So so pray for me on that pass and that meat is large much. It's large a bit, but I I I know now not to not to deal with dry. Because, you know, bacon, bacon, and I can do something with, like boiling, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but pray for me here. But, um, how's mom and dad? Like I said, household's pretty much back to normal, thank God. So, thank, yeah, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. But, um, but, um, I, I did, I, I did go to church yesterday, choir rehearsal yesterday, and I'm back, I'm back in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Mm. It feels good to walk through the doors of the house of God and and feel His presence and love throughout all of the you know everybody you know I I um I was glad to be back I was you know and you can feel the love of ones who who you know when they when you walk into a room of people and they and you can tell the impact that you make when you come in and I know when I knew then that I. God has put me in a place to to change his, the atmosphere. You know, atmosphere change. I speak about atmosphere changes being created to worship, but when you see the you see His hand in the midst of the other people fight face, how they light up when they see you coming. You know, I I thank God for letting me be a beacon throughout this world, and, and no matter wherever wherever I go, and whoever I meet. I know there's a charge to keep we all have for the God to glorify. And I'm going to give them him. It's the last thing that I do. You know, I went to the doctor and I went to the doctor. I mean, we are going to the doctor every day, every day during the week. And I don't care who I'm walking, who I walk, who I walk in the presence of. I'm going to say, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what you're going through, but I know what he's brought me right. through and to, to and through. So I thank God for that. That's right. Everybody that I, I mean, I was going through. I mean, I went to one of the biggest hospitals in Atlanta. Um, not yesterday, not Thursday, but Wednesday. And you know me, there's God because I was there early because I'd be at eight thirty. And there was people just coming in from the elevator, coming in from the. You know, I was walking on down the uh, breezeway, and as when as I did not miss the pass, trying to pass not not anybody that I walked into, but it was several people that I just, God bless you, God bless you, good morning, God bless you. The whole walk from the time I got from my car to the time I got to the daughter's office back out the door, I felt that I had to give people God because this is what he wants me to do. And this is what I feel I need to do for him, to pay honor to him because he he spares our lives every day. So I'm going to say Thank you, God, for letting me say God bless you to anyone that I encounter. Let them see you through me, little old me, mm. because I know what you're doing in my life. So I thank him each and every day. And I, if, I, if I want to give someone God, I thank God for letting me open my mouth to speak. I thank him. I thank you. That's me paying honor to him. 
by giving him them. Them him, brother. So thank God for that. Thank God for that. You know, some people don't say good, good morning back, but I don't care about that. It doesn't even matter. I'm going to honor him anyhow. <laughs> Whew, I'm honoring him and praise his name anyhow. Because I know what he's doing for me. And I've seen what he's done for others. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to praise him anyhow. Because you know that they say when the praises go up, the blessings will come down. So I'm going to keep on pressing and praising. Hallelujah. To your name, dear Jesus. <laughs> Where's my baby at? Downstairs, sweet. Oh. She ain't got school this morning? No, they don't start till next week. Oh, wow. September rolls in. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to, I don't know how to, i got this machine here, so later on, sometimes this afternoon, uh, when I get a moment, I'm going to call you back about showing me and telling me, or you can send me some stuff to to put into this machine I got right here. <laughs> uh, is it just water in it? I don't know. See, I don't know the ingredient. I don't know. You oh, know you what gotta, I'm saying? You got yeah. a juice? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got one of those things that does everything. Oh, I got a $659 machine in my house and I haven't even used it. <laughs> that I haven't even used. I don't know, you know. I want to start with carrot and watermelon. I guess I, those are the two of my, you know, I, I want to start that, you know, put that in a regime of my, of eating, of a of morning regime opposed to midday and then sensible dinner or whatever. But I need to get some kind of leeway on where to start. You feel me? All right, but there is a word from the Lord, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share this before before I move on. But I'm gonna there's I got a devotion for our love for the lovely children of God <laughs> that I share before I get off the call. Well, I'm not gonna get off the call, but I'm gonna go, before I go on mute, as they say. <laughs> um, of course, I'm back. I can tell that I'm I'm, I'm God is healing me because. I'm back to that 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, getting up in the morning uh, regime that he had me on. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I thank him <laughs> thank him for it because, you know, that lets me know that I'm I'm, I'm healing. I'm, I'm actually getting back because I used to sleep up until 5, but now I'm back um, to this morning um, to, the, to, the, to, the th- to the 3, to the 3 in the, um, three in the 4 in the morning, 3 in the 4 in the morning. I, I I'm gonna read this devotion of, of of Joseph Prince because I I I I I had to post this one on Facebook. God helps the helpless. Psalm sixty three seven says, "Because you have been helped, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice." I've had people tell me, Pastor Prince, please pray for me. I can't see a way out of the mess I am in. I know that this whole thing is my fault. Right now, I don't even know how, know whether God will hear my prayer. If you think about it, a whole lot of you, of our troubles are of our own making. But it is when we deserve the punishment and not the blessing that we can receive grace, the undeserved favor and unmerited help of God. When we stop trying to be deserving of God's help, we find God more than willing to be our Savior. But when we continue to try to work things out, 
we are trying to be our own saviors. God would say, save yourself because I can't help you when you don't need my help. You might be thinking, but Pastor Prince, don't you know God helps those who help themselves? Contrary to popular belief, this saying that God helps those who help themselves is not in the Bible. God does not help those who help themselves. He helps those who are helpless and dependent on him. He helps those who look to him as their only source of help for their problem. If you say, my problem is that I am weak, God says, that is not a problem. I am your strength. If you say, Lord, my faith is the problem, I am ugly, God says, my faith will shine on yours, I am your glory. If you say, Lord, I am the problem, I am a nobody, God says, I will make you a somebody. Unfortunately, many of us are trying to help ourselves, thinking that for certain matters, we don't really need God. But God says, without me, you can do nothing, John fifteen five. Do you really believe that? Or do you believe that without him we can still do more things to help ourselves? Only when we realize that we can do nothing and are nothing in and of ourselves, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4, 13. Then he will see the undeserved, undeserved unmerited help and favor of God, deliver us from every evil. That was my devotion for today. And what and, and what I got out of that devotion is that we we are we are human and we are carnal and then we go through life and we make these choices and we put ourselves in and then we feel that we can figure that we can get ourselves out because we put ourselves in and then the more we put our hands in it, the more we put our hands in it, the more we put our hands in it, the worse the situation gets, opposed to relying on him, giving it to him, casting all your cares on him, and leaving it at his altar, at the foot of his altar, so he can help you help yourself. <laughs> we all go been through it, been there, done that. We all have sin and fall short of the, glory, the word of God, the glory of God. So therefore, we have to, to, to submit ourselves to him and seek him for things that we our carnal, fleshly nature uh, wants to do. And that's a, that's a battlefield in my mind every day, probably every moment. In thought, word, or deed, battlefield. But, you know, as we, as we progress towards him and want to be more like him every day, those things, those choices that we put ourselves in. Now, you, now we talked about the stumbling of yesterday in the, in the, in the, in the soil that we saw that we saw that we till and and and, and the harvest and all of, and the fruits and being fruitful. But when it comes to <clears throat> the battlefield of the mind, that's tough. That's, it's, it's tight. But like like the word says here, how can we let him help us? And we got distractions and what we do, want to do it ourselves. Oh, I got this. God, I don't need you right now. I'll call you later. You know, I got, and then as soon as you we put our hands in, I'm just going to raise my hand. I put my hand all in the mess, all the mess that I made, not seeking him to get me out of, but the mess that I made, 
and said, I'm going to go ahead and try to do this myself. I mean, right now I'm going to do it myself. But it will come a point when the rubber meets the road and I can't do anything else and back. And when my back's to the wall, then all I got to do is call. And when I do start calling, he, I see the hand, his hand turn things around for me. See his hand move because I backed up and watched him and asked him to help me. I backed up. I shut myself down and looked, seek him. And I see his hand move because of my seeking him, not doing nothing for to help myself. I'm going to let him help me help myself, give it all to him. And that's what I got from the lesson today. Amen. God helps the helpless. Hmm. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, God, for the word that was brought forth the door today from my, my mouth to their ears, God. I pray that it blesses, and I pray that it is received in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> because we, we do Amen. we do have our tendencies of keeping our hands in the stuff that we start. <laughs> like we're going to be our own savior, <laughs> savior you know, and it, and it gets worse. You know, old people, they're going to get worse, it's going to get better. But see, but see, your words gonna get better because you're gonna give it to God when you finally realize you can't do nothing, you can't do nothing else. <laughs> but if you give it to Him first and let Him fix it for you, and trust Him that He's gonna do just what the Word said, just what He said He would do, the promises that were made. I've been there, done that. You know, even in my relationship with Him has grown stronger, and, and I draw closer to Him. The more problems that I have, the closer I draw to Him. And my power piece, my power piece, pop into play. Patience, press, pour. Patience, press. Persevere, pour. And then peace. All of those power peace. Have peace in that thing, girl. You already gave it to him. Continue to press. Those power peace come in play in every situation because I see his hand. I've seen his hand move in relationships, my relationships with, 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 with my husband. I've seen his hand move in my life. I trust you. I trust you, God, with the precious things of my life because I know that you'll never leave me nor forsake me, God. You will give me the, the blessings. All I got to do is yield and surrender and cast my cares on you. And not keep the cares in my hand, not try to work them out. Now, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you the first, the third, the fifth one, but I'm going to keep the second, fourth, the second, fourth, and the sixth one. Come on. Because <laughs> I think I, I can handle those. No, I'm going to give it all to you. Cast your cares upon me, O ye weary. And heavy laden, and I will give you rest, grant you rest. I'm just not perfect. I'm not sure how exactly it goes, but I know that you're going to lay all on the altar and leave it there. Because if you don't, if you don't leave it there and you pick it back up, guess what you're doing? Not trusting him. Thank you, God. And sometimes that trust is tough when you're going through it. <clears throat> Oh, yes, it's tough when you're going through it. I've had moments of disconnect only because, you know, of, of going through. But I'm going to have to push and press and reactivate my faith in the word of God because that's a promise that was made to us. 
reactivate my faith in the word of God. The six phases of, the six steps of, the six needs of faith, <clears throat> you know, come to the dead end of, 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 of the situation and the deliverance. You have the six these the six, the six steps of faith. Operate. You're operating those power peace. Operating, activating the word of God. Falling on your knees and looking up and surrendering, giving him everything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me each and every day. So I thank you, God, for strength. Thank you, God, for patience, peace. Thank you, God, for letting me be here to cast them back to you. Turn back to you for those situations that some people bring. Some people just out there just to seek you, sift you as weak. They're out there just to just try to destroy your your happiness, your joy that God gave you. But thank God. But thank God. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world would not take it away. In the name of Jesus, I say this today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Amen. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing today? Good, girl. Good, good, good. Yeah, I got to get up here and go to the post office um, this morning and try to send some... Um, you know, I'm sitting here. You know how I'm. I'm sitting here trying to, to, to do this, uh, do this customer. Family, I'm trying to do this customer service thing, buddy. Bro, I'm trying to do it. I'm just telling Lord, this has helped me help myself. <laughs> I can't stand it, dude. I cannot stand this. But you know, <laughs> I asked for this. You understand what I'm saying? What you got to do? I'm working from home. I work for Apple. You know, at the house. Yeah, I mean, so what's what's the problem? Well, I, you know, I, you know how we have, of course, whenever the customer calls in and we ask them what the problem is, and then they go into their field, and then I say, okay, well, hold it just one second, let me go ahead and dig for the resolution because we can dig, you know, we can look for the resolution and everything that we do. And I get there and I said, Lord, I said, um, now where do I go? And of course, I'm not, by me not having an Apple phone, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard to troubleshoot an Apple product when you ain't an Apple user. Here I am on, on online to give us these little tools to use, and I'm trying to find the right answer. One man got on the phone, and he would say, "Well, how do you know that's gonna work?" I said, "Well, we can always try." He said, "Well, I'd have been on the, been on the phone. I'd have been on the call with somebody who said they tried it and messed my phone up." And you know, I'm like, "Oh Lord." <laughs> He was a real happy guy. He was, you know, he and he was asking all the questions and and that, well, of course, how, why, you know, the how and the why. Well, you know how it is when you get with technical stuff. You get with this computers and electronics. Not everything gonna work perfectly like we want in a perfect in a, in a perfect world. And then he went, well, I'm, well, if I push this button, what's gonna happen? So here I am looking at him like, man, just push the button. You know, right? I'm, I'm just like, we've been on the phone for 15 minutes, and we normally our calls be 10, and then you know after after 15 minutes he. He asked another question, and then I told him, let's reset the phone and then go into this phone and clean out his, you know, he had a problem with his email, and then we went in there and took the email out and put it back in. Guess what? He don't remember his password. <laughs> so, you know, now he's mad because I know wiped his email address out his phone, and now he has to put it because we're going to reset, you know, reset it so he can capture his, his email, get his mail. So one of the troubleshooting steps was 
they remove the account and re-add it. Well, if, if you would have told me that I had, I had to remember my password, do you remember every password you have on the, on the computer? I said, well, I'll try to write it down somewhere. And he got so mad. He got so mad. He couldn't remember it. So here we go, going through this trouble. And then look up, it's 30 minutes. It passed. I don't know, call 30 minutes with one guy. And he got anal. So I told him, hold on for just one second. You know, when I see my senior advisor, and she said, well, pass him to me. When I got back on the phone, he said, well, you should have said it in the beginning because I, I didn't have to waste my time. I said, oh, Lord Jesus. Is this for me? I like, is this for me? <laughs> but I did ask the desires in my heart was to work from home, fam. Okay. That was one of my desires in my heart, to work from home. Thank you, God, for blessing me with the desire to work from home. You know, one of my desires in my heart was to work from home. Mm. Would I give up? No, I'm gonna still stick it out because they gave. Yesterday, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, I had a, um, a good survey. I had a survey that I got a praise report that I done uh, done a good call, and this is my third day on the phone. So I'm like, okay, God, okay, thank you. Because <laughs> I was like, man, I'm about ready to go ahead and um, let this thing right here, put this thing to rest because I'm a people person. I'm going to be out in the field. I want to do, you know, I want to see people. You know, I meet them on the phone. I can't say God bless you on the phone. Well, I can, but, you know, I want to see man. I, you know, I'm a people person. I have compassion for the people, you know, but I'm going to continue to, you know, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to try to push that P, press that P forward. But I should, well, Maria, congratulations. You, uh, you got a, a a nice score on a on a survey from a customer. I'm like, oh, it probably was that man. <laughs> but, you know, but pray for me, you all. I'm going to have to get up and get out of here and run to this post office. And I will probably be, be t- text me the um for the reading, okay? Samuel. Yes, Samuel. Dear. Yes, oh, dear. Okay. I love you. <laughs> you text me for the uh for the reading. <laughs> yes, sir. Please do do that for me, please. I appreciate it. Okay, dear. I'll do that. Dear. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'll be on mute. Bye. Oh boy, tired. Okay. Where we at with stuff?
Italian family. Run and go to the city, go to the city, go to the Morgan MacMillan family, 
Brandon Allen, hundred go say, should go say, should go say, should go say. How should it go, sir?
Male patient arose on hundred of the sugar 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 Sugar, 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 sugar
People are gifting plans. Say she to go, 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 say she
We pray for them both to have a good understanding, to have a better walk with you. And for your will to manifest in the glory of what you presented to be. In the name of, name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we got abuse and addiction, deceased hospitals, congregation, and churches. Okay, I'll do the congregation and churches. Lord, thank you for the high definition that you gave us today. Finding us worthy to participate and to help out with doing your will. Today we pray for congregation and church. Lord, today we're praying that we put the leaders on the altar. For you to work, work in them, the beauty of you keeping them focused, to be on one accord for what you had meant for us to be, not for how they want to manipulate and derail this lot. Lord, Lately, there have been reports of people, wolves in sheep clothing, taking advantage of their congregation. And we know that is not a gift. Lord, open these people's eyes, let them get to know, get, get, get to know and also hunger for the true meaning of your word. So they will stop being deceived. To stop being manipulated for the devil's use. Lord, as I prayed yesterday, that we pray for the strengthening of our bodies, our temples, to go out in the highways and the byways to spread your your word, to spread your good news, and that you are the one for us to look to in order for things, but in order for us to be protected. In the loving arms, and to also to do the purpose of what you made us to be. Lord, we stayed in our mother's wombs for nine months to develop it, to be able to survive and function for where we are now. You said we are in this world, but we're not of it. Lord, now we have to come, we have to go with the common sense to still develop our spiritual. So for that, when your will is done or when you call us home, we have a better understanding of what we just went through and in order to elevate to the next part of a journey that you have made us, that you have created us to take. Lord, I pray and I put on the altar religious leaders, let them be working their minds for them to be a true ambassador of your word. And also wake up the congregation to also know the difference and not to be deceived and derailed. Lord, I pray in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our doorkeeper, the way in order 
to us, for us to stay connected to you. And thank you for the day, Lord. Amen. All right, I guess the only thing we got left is um, Friendship to Ministries and the Families. The Precious Ministries and Families? Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lord Jesus, we pray today for Precious Ministries and Families. Lord, there's so many things out here. They may look like a duck, but it ain't sounding like no duck. It ain't quacking like no duck. And we know that family is under attack. Precious ministry is under attack. There's some spiritual warfare going on. So, Lord, we pray today that you cover them with the full armor of protection. We know we need to strengthen up family because what is seen in families for right now is not a good, it's not lining up with your understanding of what you made families for. And for precious ministries, precious is something that is delicate but is so unique. And usually when someone brings something together to honor you, we know the devil is going to be on attack. So we pray protection over the two. It's just enough to build up, to present you and your life also awesomely. Under the son of under the name of your son Jesus Christ, I pray amen. Amen. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding on a synergistic and increasing basis. Natural superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. The ability to stand and stand therefore. Harder go say to go sandraka. For a bush to go say to go say sandraka. For a bush to go say to go say to sandraka. Push to go say to go say sandraka. To go say to go say for a bakasa sakara. The ability to see, vision, sight, discernment, perception. Bushiru go saka. 
Healing, health, restoration on a synergistic and increasing basis. The ability to stand and stand there for a hundred go stay, should go stay, hundred go stay, should go stay, should go stay, should go saraka, rambosha go stay, should go saraka, sakara. Healing and restoration. Should I go down? Got that one. I think that's all I can think of right now. Yerogose, Shandrasa, Yerogose. Alright, well, that's all the lists. We listen to a couple songs and get into the reading. Yeah. 
You know, fear, doubt, and unbelief has a way of creeping in and stealing our faith from us. This is Ernest Pugh, and I come to encourage you to keep your mind stayed on him, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. I will keep you in
because of all the emails and the letters and the phone calls we received of you telling us how you were encouraged from the struggle of Ah, uh, I decided to ask God to give me another word of encouragement to encourage his people. So I got some more young people. Spotify praises. Let's encourage someone. Listen. Say that. 
song play then we're gonna do some confessions in the reading
everybody need a little cleaning sometimes, and yeah, I can introduce her to the best cleaner alive, mm. every now and then we all go through a little fright, yeah. but if you let him, he will change your life, now I can hear you saying that life's been rough, oh yeah, you've been going through huh? Some confessions. Oh. Okay. Hold on, brush it a concession, did it a combraca, said a concession, a concession, a concern, a comboco, handy the concession, a concession, a cassandra, a cossaca. Okay, repeat after me if you can. The path of the just is like the shining, like the shining sun. The path of the judge is like the the shining sun. That shines ever brighter until the perfect day. That shines ever brighter or perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. The winds of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They do not know what makes them stumble. Hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. I lose myself. I lose myself. From all relationships. From all relationships. That are not ordained by God. That's not ordained by God. All relationships. All relationships. That are not of the spirit. That are not of the spirit. But of the flesh. But of the flesh. All relationships. All relationships. Based on control. Based on control. Domination. Domination. Or manipulation. Or manipulation. In all relationships. In all relationships. Based on lust. Based on lust. And deception. And deception. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I lose all members of my body. I lose all members of my body. Including my mind. Including my mind. Memory. Memory. Ears. Ears. Eyes. Eyes. Tongue. Tongue. 
hands, hands, feet, feet, and any and my entire sexual character, and any of my entire sexual character, from all lust, from all lust, perversion, perversion, sexual impurity, sexual impurity, uncleanness, uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Who? Lasciviousness. L a s c i v i o n e s s. Lasciviousness. I don't know. Pronounce the best you can. <laughs> okay. Lasciviousness. Yeah, okay. close enough. <laughs> okay. Promiscuity. 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 Pornography. Pornography. Fornication. Fornication. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. Fantasy. Vanity. No, fantasy. Fantasy, okay. Filthiness. Filthiness. Burning passion. Burning passion. An uncontrollable sex drive. An uncontrollable sex drive. I lose myself. I lose myself. From the effects of all bad memories. From the effect of all bad memories. Painful memories. Painful memories. And memories of the past. And memories of the past. That will hinder me in the present or future. That will hinder me in the present or future. I lose myself. I lose myself. From all occult involvement. From all occult involvement. All sorcery. All sorcery. Divination. In the nation. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Psychic inheritance. Psychic inheritance. Rebellion. Rebellion. Confusion. Confusion. Sickness. Sickness. Death. Death. And destruction. And destruction. As a result of occult involvement. As a result of occult involvement. Occult involvement. A coast involvement. Okay, since we didn't beat up, I don't got beat up enough. Um, <laughs> uh, gonna do a couple more. Father, even when David, Father, even when David was being pursued by Saul, was being pursued by Saul. He refused to do anything. He refused to do anything that would harm Saul. That would harm Saul. Who was your anointed king over Israel? Who was your anointed king over Israel? After he cut off, after he cut off a piece of Saul's robe in the cave, a piece of Saul's robe in the cave. He stopped his men from hurting Saul. He stopped his men from hurting Saul because Saul was the anointed servant of God. Because Saul was the anointed servant of God. And David arose. And David arose. And secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened. Now it happened. Afterward. Afterward. That David's heart troubled him. That David's heart troubled him. Because he cut off Saul's robe. Because he cut off Saul's robe. And he said to his men. And he said to his men. The Lord forbid. The Lord forbid that I should do this to my master. 
that I should do this to my master. Lord's anointed. Lord's anointed. To stretch out my hand against him. Stretch out my hand against him. Seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. Seeing that he is anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants. So David restrained his servants. With these words. With these words. And did not allow them. And did not allow them. To rise against Saul. To rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave. And Saul got up from the cave. Went on his way. And went on his way. I'm going to do one more. Father, when we find that our hearts. Father, when we find that our hearts. And souls. And souls. Are weary. Are weary. And bound by cares. And bound by cares. And unhealthy soul ties. And unhealthy soul ties. Then we must stand in the way. Then we must stand in the way. And see. And see. And ask for the old paths. And ask for the old paths. Well, the good way is. But the good way is. And walk in it. And walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Then you will find rest for your souls. All right. Those are some prayers that come out of the John Eckert Prayers that Break Curses book. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into the reading. Okay. Yes, 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 Father, I praise your name. Oh, Lord, I glorify you, Father. I thank you, Father, for holding on to us. For me, I thank you, Lord, for giving me through yesterday, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, Lord, right now, I, I just want to take you and thank you and just say, Lord, continue to hold on to all of us and let us press on in you, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. When, when regenerated, man's spirit is made live through the incoming of God's life. The Holy Spirit is the prime mover in this task. He convinces the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, John 16 and 8. He prepares human hearts to believe in the Lord Jesus as Savior. The work of the cross has been fulfilled by the Lord Jesus, but... <coughs> But it is left to the Holy Spirit to apply this finished work to the sinner's heart. We ought to know the relationship between the cross of Christ and its application by the Spirit. The cross accomplishes all, but the Holy Spirit administers to man what has been accomplished. The cross grants us position. The Holy Spirit gives us experience. Mm. The cross brings back of God. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit brings out the demonstration of that fact. The work of the cross creates a position and achieves a salvation by which sinners can be saved. 
The task of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to sinners what the cross has created and achieved so they may in fact receive it and be saved. The Holy Spirit never functions independently of the cross. Without the cross, the Holy Spirit has no proper ground from which to operate. Without the Holy Spirit, the work of the cross is dead. That is, it produces no effect upon men, even though it is already effective before God. Hmm. While it is the cross which achieves the whole work of salvation, it is the Holy Spirit who operates directly upon men for that salvation. Hence, the Bible characterizes our regeneration as a work of the Holy Spirit. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, John 3 and 6. Lord Jesus explains further on that regenerated man is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Believers are born anew because the Holy Spirit brings to bear the work of the cross upon them and communicates God's life to their spirit. He is none other than the executioner, I'm sorry, the executioner, the executive of God's life. We live by the Spirit, Galatians 5 and 25. If whatever men know comes through their brains without the Holy Spirit regenerating their spirit, then their knowledge will help them not one whit. If their belief rests in man's wisdom and not in God's power, they are merely excited in their soul. They will not last long, for they are not yet newly born. Regeneration comes just to those who believe in their heart, Romans 10 and 10. Besides bestowing life to believers at new birth, the Holy Spirit executes a further work of abiding in them. How regrettable for us if we forget this. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will put my spirit within you, Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. Note that immediately after the clause, a new spirit I will put within you, there follows this of, I will put my spirit within you. The first statement signifies that believers shall receive a new spirit through the renewal of their dead spirit by the incoming of life. The second has reference to the indwelling of the abiding of the Holy Spirit in that renewed spirit of theirs. Believers at new birth obtain not only a new spirit, but also the Holy Spirit dwelling within. Is it not sad that there many fail to understand the newness of their spirit and the abiding of the Holy Spirit in their new spirit? Need not delay many years following regeneration and then suddenly wake up and seek the Holy Spirit. They have his entire personality abiding in them, not just visiting them at the moment they are saved. The apostle exhorts us on this wise. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, in Ephesians 4 and 30. The use of the word grieve here and not anger reveals the Holy Spirit's love. Grieve, it says, and, cause, and not cause to depart, for he dwells with you and will be in you, John 14 and 17. While every born-again believer does have the Holy Spirit permanently reside in him, nevertheless, the plight of the indwelling Spirit may not be the same in all saints. He may either be grieved or gladdened. Hmm. We should understand the relationship between regeneration and the indwelling Holy Spirit. Unless a new spirit is available to him, the Holy Spirit cannot find a place to abide. Hmm. The holy dove found no place whereon to set her foot in the judged world. She could take up her boat only in the new creation. See Genesis 8. How positively essential regeneration is. Without it, the Holy Spirit cannot at all dwell in man. God's children receive within them the permanent abiding of God's spirit. Just as this new spirit emerges through a life-producing relationship with God and is therefore inseparable from him, so is the abiding of the Holy Spirit is eternally unchangeable. Few of those who know 
They have been born anew and thus possess new life. But fewer still are those who know that from the moment they believed in the Lord Jesus, they have the Holy Spirit indwelling them to be their energy, their guide, their Lord. It is for this very reason that many young Christians are slow in spiritual progress and never seem to grow. This sad state reflects either the foolishness of their leaders or personal faithlessness. Until God's service dissolved their prejudice was holds that the indwelling Holy Spirit is but for the spiritual, they can hardly lead people on to any degree of spirituality. The regenerative work of the Spirit of God embraces far more than convincing us of sin and leading us to repentance and faith in the Savior. It verily confers upon us a new nature. The promise of the Holy Spirit indwelling in us follows closely as the promise of having a new spirit. Actually, they form two parts of one promise. In convincing men of sin and leading them to believe in the Lord, the Spirit is just preparing the groundwork for his own indwelling. Hmm. The singular glory of this dispensation of grace is that God's Spirit indwells believers in order to manifest the Father and the Son. God already has imparted to his children his Spirit, and they now should faithfully acknowledge the Holy Spirit and loyally submit themselves to him. Both the day of resurrection and that of Pentecost have passed. The Spirit has long since come, but many simply experience new birth without knowing, in addition, his abiding in them. They are living on the wrong side of resurrection and Pentecost. Hmm. Regardless of the dullness of Christians and recognize the dwelling of the persons of God's Spirit in them, God nonetheless has given him to them. This is an immutable fact in which no condition of Christian can gainsay. Because they have been regenerated, they automatically have become a holy temple fit for the habitation of the Holy Spirit. If only these would claim by faith this part of God's promise as they did the other part, they would gloriously experience both. But if they should stress new birth and be content merely with possessing a new spirit, they should forfeit the possibility to experience a vigorous and joyful life and miss many blessings which God has provided them in the Lord Jesus. If, on the other hand, they accept God's promises in its totality, trusting in the divine fact that in regeneration, God has given a new life, plus the indwelling of the very person of the Holy Spirit, then their spiritual life shall advance tremendously. By faith and obedience, believers may experience the abiding presence of the new spirit, the abiding presence of the spirit on the same day they receive their new spirit. The person who dwells within shall receive Christ in them, sanctify them, and lead them on to true spiritual heights. Even so, Christians often do not appreciate the exalted position which this person occupies, and thus descend to despising his indwelling and to follow instead the dictates of their mind. These individuals ought to humble themselves before such light, learn to respect such a holy presence, and be willing to allow him to work. They should tremble before him for love's sake, not daring to impose their will in the slightest, but always remembering how God has highly exalted them by virtue of his abiding presence. Any who desire to abide in Christ and live a holy life like his must accept by faith and obedience God's provision for them. The Holy Spirit already is, is in our spirit. Therefore, the question before us now is, are we willing to let him work from within? Okay, I know y'all got all of that. So... Okay, I mean, it's funny, again, it's, uh, this book yesterday, you know, we were talking about, I keep, we keep going back to Kid Jesus' sin, 
And that was the question, and I went back over that several times. And then yesterday, he just simply broke this down. He says, um, and he's kind of touching on it again, he said, The spirit in these passages has God's life in view, for it is not what we originally possessed. It accorded us by God at our regeneration. The new life or spirit belongs to God and cannot sin, but our spirit, though quick, it may yet be defiled and is in need of being sanctified. And he was coming for, again, I was talking about, because in the word of God, which he's talking about, John 1, 9, that spirit cannot sin. That's that spirit of Christ. I'm sorry, that's the Holy Spirit that comes in after we are born again. So that we, that's just, like I said, simply, I, I just keep going back to that, but I guess because it just keeps harping on me. But again, so in John, and I'm going to give you the scriptures that he's coming from again. He says, the new spirit or spirit belongs to God, Second Peter. 1 and 4, and cannot sin, 1 John 3 and 9. But our spirit, though quickened, may yet be defiled, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, and is in need of being sanctified, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. So then we go, when we generate, man's spirit is made alive, alive through the incoming of God's life. The Holy Spirit is the prime mover in this task. He convinces the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, John 16 and 8. He prepares human hearts to believe in the Lord Jesus as Savior. So the work of the cross has been fulfilled by the Lord Jesus, but is left to the Holy Spirit to apply this finished work to the sinner's heart. So again, we're looking at how the triune God is working, okay? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how they each have a part to play even within us and, re- and getting us to the point of salvation. So he says, the regenerated, when regenerated man's spirit is made alive through the incoming of God's life. So once we receive Christ as our Savior, our spirits are born again. That dead spirit becomes alive. Okay, that's step number one. But this happens because of the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit enters into us. Okay, it says the Holy Spirit is a prime mover in this task. See, he's breaking down the different aspects. of. He's going to break it down in the cross and the Holy Spirit. The cross is Christ. That was his work. That was the part that he had to play. But it's the Holy Spirit who, 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 who works through the cross, who empowers the cross. The work of the cross has been fulfilled by the Lord Jesus, but it is left to the Holy Spirit to apply this finished work to the sinner's heart. We ought to know the relationship between the cross of Christ and its application by the Spirit. The cross accomplishes all, but the Holy Spirit administers to man what has been accomplished. Okay, so the finished work of the cross is done. It's the Holy Spirit who, who said, okay, I'm going to take this work and, and then I'm going to apply it. Like I say, it's one thing is building upon another. Like I told you before, you can't go do calculus if you don't have the basics at 1 plus 1 is 2. 2 plus 2 is 4. You got both of them work together. The cross accomplishes all, but the Holy Spirit administers to man what has been accomplished. The cross grants us position. The Holy Spirit gives us experience. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. We're coming back to experience again. Mm. The cross accomplishes all, but the Holy Spirit administers to man what has been accomplished. The cross grants us position. The Holy Spirit gives us experience. 
The cross brings in the fact of God. The Holy Spirit brings about the demonstration of the fact. Work of the cross creates a position and achieves a salvation by which sinners can be saved. The task of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to sinners what the cross has created and achieved so that they may in fact receive it and be saved. The Holy Spirit never functions independently of the cross. Without the cross, the Holy Spirit has no proper ground from which to operate. Without the Holy Spirit, the work of the cross is dead. That is, it produces no effect upon men, even though it's already effective before God. See how they're working hand in hand? One has to have the other. How can that be? Same way your spirit, soul, and body. You you try you and you got you got your spirit and your soul and your flesh and you, your your soul tells your body how to move. They work all this works hand in hand. Just as we, God God made us, it's the same way that He's working in us through the cross and through the Holy Spirit. They're working hand in hand. They need each other in order to bring a, a, a righteous, in order to bring a finished work to to uh, to um to fruition. Mm-hmm. While it is the cross which achieves the whole work of salvation, it is the Holy Spirit who operates directly upon men for the salvation. Okay, wait a minute. It is the cross which achieves the whole work of salvation. It is the Holy Spirit who operates directly upon men for the salvation. So the cross achieves the salvation. It's a finished work. It's a done deal. So then the cross, that's the cross. So then the Holy Spirit takes the cross, and now this is, I'm going to use it on men. The purpose of the cross was to get men to salvation, but you need the Holy Spirit in order to do that. What's the scripture say? Jesus said, uh, I'm, I'm, I do nothing unless I see my father doing it. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm, uh, basically, you cannot receive salvation except through the Lord Jesus. But you can't get to the Lord Jesus except by leading the Holy And I, 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 that's not verbatim. But bottom line, you can't get to Jesus without the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important for us to pray. It's important for us to stand the gap for those who are hard-hearted, hard-headed, blinded, or whatever, or even, or, or even his children. Because, see, when we're praying, we're allowing, we're giving, remember, we're ambassadors. We're legal residents, legally, I'm getting legalistic now. We're legally here representing Christ. So we are his ambassadors, we are his representatives. So when we're praying, we now are asking the leadership of the Holy Spirit to now touch man's lives, go touch situations and circumstances. And he can only do, mm, see how that's working, see how that's working? So we're praying for people to be led to Christ. So the Holy Spirit will move on them, and then it can begin to remove the hardness and the scales so that now they can receive Christ with an open heart without being blinded and confused. So it's important that we pray and we stand the gap and we intercede on behalf of people. So while it is the cross which achieves the whole work of salvation, it is the Holy Spirit who operates directly upon men for the salvation. Hence, the Bible characteristics characterizes our regeneration as a work of the Holy Spirit, that which is born of the Spirit of Spirit, John 3 and 6. The Lord Jesus 
explains further on that regenerated man is everyone who is born of the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. Believe it because the Holy Spirit brings to bear the work of the cross upon them and communicates God's life to their spirit. He is none other than that of the executor of God's life. We live by the Spirit, Galatians 5 and 26. With whatever man knows comes through their brain without the Holy Spirit regenerating their spirit, then their knowledge will not help them one whit. If their belief rests in man's wisdom and not in God's power, they are merely expected in their soul. They will not last long, but they are not yet newly born. Regeneration comes just to those who believe in their hearts. Here we go again, and, and, and talking about what's in our head, and that's what's in our hearts. The Bible says God knows our hearts. We're tried by our hearts. So it's not what's in our head, we, what we accept and receive in our hearts. Coming back to that again. It says, we live by the Spirit, Galatians 5.25, and whatever man knows comes through their brains without the Holy Spirit regenerating their spirit, then their knowledge would not help them one whit. Keep coming back to that same thing. It's important that we study. It's important that we read and do these things. But you must have the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We cannot access spiritual things without the spiritual revelation. If not, it's just head knowledge. Besides bestowing life to the believers of new birth, the Holy Spirit ex executes a further work of abiding in them. <clears throat> How regrettable for us if we forget this. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will put my spirit within you, Ezekiel 36, 26-27. Note that immediately after the clause, a new spirit I will put within you, there follows this one, I will put my spirit within you. The first statement signifies that believers should receive a new spirit through the renewal of the dead spirit by the incoming of life. The second has reference to the indwelling or the abiding of the Holy Spirit in that renewed spirit of theirs. Believers at new birth obtain not only a new spirit, but also the Holy Spirit dwelling within. Is it not sad that many fail to understand the newness of their spirit and the abiding of the Holy Spirit in their new spirit? So first, our spirits again are revived. See, now he's coming from, I'm about to say old school, Old Testament. <laughs> Yo, 36, 26 through 27, that's Old Testament. But he's still reiterating the facts of what God is going to do. He's still reiterating the facts of how this process works. We're born again, our dead in spirit, which is dead because of the fall of Adam. We're born, in, we're born a sinner. Our nature, our nature is a sinner. We're born into that. But once we receive life, the new birth, our spirits are born anew. The new birth. Once our spirits are born again, then his spirit immediately comes in. The Holy Spirit immediately comes. In other words, he can't even dwell inside of you until your spirit is born again. One thing of difference, if you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, 
whenever the Holy Spirit upon his prophets and everybody else, the Spirit was upon them. The Spirit was always upon them. It was never within them. And this is clearly breaking it down now, why it could not be within them, because he didn't have a place to stay. Only can he be inside of you once your spirit is born again. Then his spirit can abide in there. In other words, that he said, I can't stay there. As close as I can get is upon you. All the prophets and everybody in the Old Testament who walked in the power of God, the power of God was upon them. It was over them. It was never within them. Note that immediately after the clause, a new spirit I will put within you, that follows this one, uh, I will put my spirit within you. The first statement signifies that believers shall receive a new spirit through the renewal of their dead spirit by the income in the life. The second has reference to the indwelling or the abiding of the Holy Spirit in that renewed spirit of theirs. Believers at new birth obtain not only a new spirit, but also the Holy Spirit dwelling within. Is it not sad that many fail to understand the newness of their spirit and the abiding of the Holy Spirit in their new spirit? Christians need not delay many years following regeneration and then suddenly wake up and seek the Holy Spirit. They have his entire personality abiding in them, not just visiting them. Uh-oh. They have his entire personality abiding in them, not just visiting them at the moment they are saved. The apostle exhorts us on this wise. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, Ephesians 4 and 30. The use of the word grieve here and not anger reveals the Holy Spirit's love. Grieve, it says, and not cause to depart. For he dwells with you and will be within you, John 14 and 17. While every born-again believer does have the Holy Spirit permanently residing in him, nevertheless, the plight of the indwelling spirit may not be the same in all saints. He may either be grieved or glad. So, <clears throat> we're born again, we're saved, our spirits become alive. The Holy Spirit comes inside of us. Depending on where we're at in our walk. And now that's even bringing a, bringing a reference. Um, you're not even full of the Spirit. Okay, when you're full of the Spirit, that's when the evidence is speaking in tongues. You can be full of the Spirit and not speak in tongues. But being full of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. So I'm just looking at all the different aspects, all the different compartments of, of, of the, our spiritual walk and our spiritual life. First, being saved, our spirits are quickened. Then the Holy Spirit comes in. He's got a place to stay. He's either grieved or gladdened as he grows and increases in us and being full of the Spirit. Just look, just look at all the different steps, all the processes that it is in our spiritual, in our spiritual, and all this is going on inside of us. All of this is going on inside of us. You may, may not see it, understand it, but all this is going on inside of us. 
See, that's why I say again. And but as you feed your spirit, as you as as you feed your see that see if you feed your spirit, then you're feeding your faith. If you want to have great faith and do all these great and wonderful things, well, start by feeding your spirit. Start by getting an understanding of how your spirit, how your spirit man is comprised. Start by asking the Holy Spirit, well, Lord, okay, I don't believe this. Let's go, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go say, I don't believe this. If it's real, God begin to show me. Just go there. Wherever you're at. It's going to all start with humbleness. I, I, I don't, Lord, if this is real, show me. I, I mean, because I really, I, if this is real and if this is true, Lord, show me. Not talking about, Lord, you got to show me this thing. No, see, that, that's a hard heart. That's going to grieve the spirit. You know what? That's, that's hard heart. That's all soul. If, if you're really at the point, Lord, I. I, 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 can't, I, can, I can see I don't understand. I'm new. This don't make no sense. But, Lord, if it is real, I ask you to show me. I guarantee you he will come and show you. I get, look, look, look. I, I, get, I, I, I guarantee my, my name ain't Renee that he will show up and do that. Because, look, what he, all of this, he gave his best to establish a relationship with you. So why would he not come and show up and say, I've been waiting for you to get to the point. Why would he not come and, and, and begin to to move you in that capacity so you can begin to do those things? One of my prayers is for us to walk in the supernatural. Well, this is getting this is gaining understanding of how our spiritual nature is involved so that we can begin walking in the supernatural. In all honesty, we should be walking walk the supernatural should be more common than our walk in the natural. Mm-hmm. But we grow to that point. Hey, Good morning. Good morning. I have to. I have to. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was meant to call in because again, I wasn't. I was. I was not gonna call in today. I was gonna be good. Um, I was. I was like, I'll call in anyway. But um, it's it's awesome how God is because as I was because I drove down today, so you know I was in a quiet moment for once, and the God was just like, he was, the spirit was just like, if people would just change the way they think about me, Mm. those who believe in me, they would just change the way they think. Because the thing is, as as you were reading that, I was just like, wow, God is awesome. Because when 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 you think about what you just read, and then, what Christ said before he ascended. He said, when I go to the Father, greater things shall you do. Greater than what I did you shall do. Come on now. it is the mentality that we have to have to access everything that he did. Because actually the gifts of the Spirit are all-inclusive. And when you were talking about levels, it's the level of your faith and trust in the Most High is when you'll get those gifts. Mm. You have to, we have to believe. I have to believe in everything that he said. Jesus. Because the thing is, if you don't believe it, it's not going to manifest. It's just like he said, okay, 
you believe me on healing, I got you. When you say, I, I believe that I touched this person and they're going to be healed, then he's going to stand on that faith and trust that you're going in your heart and in your mind and what you say. It's all connected. And once you say, I believe that I can lay hands and people will be healed, and you start in faith just laying hands on people, not thinking about it, not not trying to, not not stepping out of line, but get in line with the Spirit of God, he will uh-huh. direct you to who to touch. Because that's the thing. That's the you when you when you look at the life of Christ that we saw written down, he was so in tune with the most high, there was his father and that he was able to go in and out of danger. He was able to know he was able to know where to go to speak to who. He knew he knew who to speak to to get the word out. He knew how did he know that little boy with the two fish and five loaves of bread was out there? How did he know that? How did he know that when he went into the, the particular city and there was the donkey and there was everything to show that what was written needs to come to pass? It's like, how did he know that? Because he knew the mind of God because he was that in tune. And he had, but the thing is, the biggest thing was the trust and the faith that he had for the Father. And one thing that God was has been revealed to me, he was like, think of what the enemy has done in the last five years. He has taken the main framework of example of what a parent should be and totally tore it apart. Because it says that spare the rods for the child. God never spared the rod, never. All his children from the Old Testament to the New Testament, if they were out of order, he made sure to let them know how he felt with them being out of order. And our example was the same way. You raise a child in the way they should go, they will never depart from it. So, therefore, we had we knew, okay, you, you, you don't spare the rod. Show them that there's punishment to the things that they do. But now they say hands off. Everything that is an experience. Not you don't know that there's a such thing as judgment. You're not going to care about judgment. You're not going to care that there's consequences to every choice that you make. And now, if you know that there's no consequences, there's no reason to have faith that you need to do better. There's no need to trust that the person that's supposed to be the one to show you right for wrong is going to be there because now I have no faith in you, I have no trust in you, so there's no reason to follow you. And if I don't do that with the parent, why would I do that with the God that I don't know or see? But we as believers, we have to we have to pray for the increase in our trust and our faith in the Father. We have to. Because he had already said from the beginning, I will no longer contend with your flesh. Won't do it. It's not even that's not even where I'm at. Because your spirit is what I want. Your trust and faith is what I need to work with you, work in you, live with you. And I'm off my soapbox from going back on this. Wow, girl, I had I had to put my phone on me. I was like, oh, go, girl, get it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<clears throat> we should understand the relationship between regeneration and the indwelling Holy Spirit. Unless a new spirit is available to him, the Holy Spirit cannot find a place to abide. Wait a minute. Okay. A new spirit is available to him. The Holy Spirit cannot find a place to abide. Again, we have our spirits have to become alive. Then he can abide there. The holy dove found no place whereon to set her foot in the judged world. She could take up her abode only in the new creation, Genesis 8. How positively essential regeneration is. Without it, the Holy Spirit cannot at all dwell in man. God's children receive within them the permanent abiding of God's Spirit. The permanent, the permanent abiding of God's Spirit. Hmm. The permanent abiding of God's spirit. Just as this new spirit emerges through a life-producing relationship with God and is therefore inseparable from him, so the abiding of the Holy Spirit is eternally unchangeable. Few are those who know they have been born anew and thus possess new life. But fewer still are those who know that from the moment they believed in the Lord Jesus, they have the Holy Spirit indwelling them to be their energy, their guide, their Lord. It is for this very reason that many young Christians are slow in spiritual progress and never seem to grow. Sad state reflects either the foolishness of their leaders or their personal faithlessness. Until God's servants solve their prejudice, which holds that the indwelling Holy Spirit is but for the spiritual they can hardly lead people on to any degree of spirituality. Mm. You are those who have been born anew and thus possess new life. But still are those who know that the moment they believe in the Lord Jesus, they have the Holy Spirit indwelling them to be their energy, their God, their Lord. So, I'm, I'm just going back to Pastor Mark. One of the things he says is when some he gets somebody in there saved, one of the first things he does, he's, he be, he begins to pray for them for the fullness of the Spirit and to speak in tongues. It's just like, you know, because I, I, I don't even want you to even begin to go back to the old self, which, you, I mean, we're not out of it because of our soul self, but just giving, it's just like giving you a extra advantage, give you an extra increase. The regenerative work of the Spirit of God embraces far more than convincing us of sin and leading us to repentance and faith in the Savior. It barely confers upon us a new nature. The promise of the Holy Spirit indwelling us follows closely the promise of having a new spirit. Actually, they, actually they form two parts of one promise. In convincing men of sin and leading them to believe in the Lord, the Spirit is just preparing the groundwork for His own indwelling. The singular glory of this dispensation of grace is that God's Spirit indwells believers in order to manifest the Father and the Son. God already has imparted to His children His Spirit. They now should faithfully acknowledge the Holy Spirit and loyally submit themselves to Him. Both the day of resurrection and that of Pentecost has passed. The Spirit has long since come. 
but many simply experience the new birth without knowing in addition his abiding in them. They are living on the wrong side of resurrection and Pentecost. Mm. Many of his children, many of those who are saints of God, have experienced a new birth, not knowing, in addition, his abiding them, not knowing the powers they possess, not knowing that they are mm, mm, truly not just saved, but powers in them, the Holy Spirit's inside of them. And, and, and Felicia touched on something when, when she said that Jesus said that greater works that we should do than he did. But the only way that this can be accomplished is in walking the way that Christ walked, doing things the way that Christ did. Mm. And the only way we can do that is to be taught, and it's only one person that can teach you, and that's the Holy Spirit. Man mm-hmm. cannot teach you. <laughs> and that's the sad thing. So many people are listening to the teachers who, in turn, don't know. Mm. Or they know I, and they or, and they know and they'd rather you come to them. And that goes back to unfortunately the the old the Roman church when the Roman church came in, they didn't like the fact that people were got the understanding that they could go to God for themselves. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that same mentality is still being that is being fostered even in today's church, when you see when you see people going and flocking and running to see the prophet and the minister that can heal and the and you know I gotta go get a word from yes we're supposed to be we're supposed to have a preacher give us the word but everything else we should be able to do because the spirit of the Lord is already with us and in us. But what is being taught to us is that you, we have to give you the spirit of the Lord. You can't go to it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able. Mm-hmm. You gotta come. You gotta come to me and get a refreshing. You gotta come to me and and you know and be among the saints. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're supposed to congregate amongst each other so that we can encourage each other. Mm-hmm. But that's not to get the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord indwells, and we are the church. Not the building. That's where that's where the mentality is wrong. Oh, I gotta go to the church and I gotta get I gotta get some strength. No, sit down in your quiet place. The church is inside of you. The church is Christ. He says that the Holy Spirit is there. All you gotta do is be quiet and listen, and He will give you the strength. He will give you the peace. All of that's associated with the Spirit of the Lord that's that's within us. But the enemy has, from the beginning, he has put that seed in us that made us think that I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't have that. I need to go to the person where it's actually shown that they have it. It's not all things. Those are things. I look at my Bible and I see that in that italics, things. And things are things that you can see. Touch, feel, taste, hear, those things. But if the, if the Spirit of the Lord is within you, you're not going to see it all the time. You might not even feel it all the time, but the thing is, it's there for you to draw on. And then you'll look up and you'll be like, wait, I'm out of it. 
Well, praise God. Because he doesn't want us to go by sight. That's why he said he has to have faith and trust, not by what you see. Because the devil will have you counting. The devil will have you looking at what you don't have and not looking at what you do have, and that's the spirit of the Lord. And once we and once we change our change what we focus on, oh my gosh, we'll cast our net on the on the left side and draw stuff up that we won't even be able to hold. We will have to give it away. But we keep right. casting it on the right side and we like we come up dry. We got lint in our pockets. We don't know where the next dollar gonna come in at. Well, if we if we just oh Lord, okay, all right, I'm going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 and I appreciate that, Felicia, because that that you know go. I have so much going through my mind in less than ten minutes to talk because I'm headed to a meeting. <laughs> but you know, it, it <clears throat> yes is all I can say and uh and everything else because I can't say so much. But that's when I talk about all these little anecdotes and colloquiums that we have that life has embedded in us that, you know, are not actually right. You know, like they say, seeing is believing. You can't, you can't necessarily believe what you see. Exactly. You can't necessarily believe what you see. But, you know, it, this whole thing that you're talking about, took me right back to what we talked about last week, Sam, when you were talking about how uh, how you were having, I guess, just a little conflict in, in, in your own mind of trying to understand how come Jesus could never see it. This thing is so simple that it's difficult for us to understand because society has embedded in us definitely the wrong way to see things. Or the wrong way to approach things. Let me say it that way, because that C thing is, you know, real loose. You, I'm using it rather loosely right now. Hey, but like but, I said last week, a blind man can see better than a sighted man. Hello. I'm still here. Okay, like I said, a blind man can see better than a sighted man. And that's because he's looking, or that's because he's looking with his his spirit and not with his eyes. Exactly. And that's exactly what we have to learn to do. That is the essence, and that's my that's the main point. That you know, this thing is more. This thing is so simple that it's difficult because life teaches us to do things totally opposite than the Word of God does. And, you know, um, it's funny that we talk about this today because I know I've seen some some very disturbing stuff that they got out there, and it's from ministers like over in Brazil and some parts of Africa for where they have the women of the church doing some very... Um, lustful and perverted things 
And we know that for what these these leaders are doing is not right, but but just for them to sit up and take advantage of these people who are following them. But most of all, we have to, in our prayer and our faith and our believing and our studying, we are making the Holy Spirit our new default. So that way when we do stumble, we do fall, we do know the difference and to know where to go back and be able to get reconnected. Well, you know, the sad thing about you know what you said, and I, I, um, I think we talked about it earlier. I think, you know, it was was today Friday. It was maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. What's the young lady's name, Sam, that comes on in the morning that teaches? You talking about Lisa? Yeah. Yes, Lisa was talking about it, and the sad, the you know, and you know, Lisa mentioned it one day this week that we're not all perfect, and that you know, um, we do things, you know, something like that. But um, excuse me for rushing because I'm getting ready to walk into a building that I'm gonna have to get off the phone. But the thing about it is, unfortunately. We are so conditioned that that's exactly what we do. We still live in carnality and pick up Jesus when we get ready. And he should not be our default. You know, and we can't make an excuse and an exception that just because we're all not, you know, right and that we all make mistakes. Because, see, that's, you know... That that's so true, but see, we can't all we can't use that as a scapegoat. We okay, know better, is- and we have to do better. And God is going to hold us accountable for what we do. And you know, and again, you know, I guess maybe you know, I will speak for myself. I'm just at a place in my life that I can't take things, or I've chosen not to th- take things so loosely, so to speak. Okay, now, when I say to make it our default, because before we start getting into the Word and start working our spiritual side more, we was under the world as being our default. And it's not to say to take him loosely or anything else, but then he is God of another chance. And for... Like I said, for these things that these ministers over in these other countries have their congregational doing, you have some people for where, and like Sam was saying earlier, for where if you're there to learn the word and you're there to suffer with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, then that is your main focus. But when you go in and you want to, be seen by the pastor, the deacon, the congregation. It's, it's a whole lot of doors that still be open that now you got people that are sitting up there trying to see how good they can manipulate you. And for what these people, what these leaders were doing to their congregation was pretty heinous. But when I said the default, um, 
It said as I default, it wasn't as a loose term, but as a way of when Holy Spirit is finding a place to come on in, he's working with us and stuff, and then also guiding us to let us know, okay, well, you know, that's not going to be in your best interest and this, that, and the other, because when you have, when when you're not totally taking it in, then that area of yourself starts jumping back and forth, and then, too, you wind up getting confused and you kind of sitting on the fence at that point. And now we're not all perfect, but if we wind up slipping, we can go back and then repent, ask for forgiveness, and still pray. Right or wrong? Right. Okay. So... Just like I said before, when man can um can be a computer. The computer can do no more than what man puts into it. Holy Spirit can't do no more in us than what we allow for the Holy Spirit to put into us. For the computer, man is his connection, for us God is our connection. And the show more, and then the more to show more of God, more of Jesus, more of the Holy Spirit in us. We have to pray, we have to worship, we have to do according to His will in order to be stronger in Him. And once we do make the Holy Spirit, where He can come on in and be in that position in us, we won't be jumping around being confused and being led by just anything that comes by that sounds good to the ears or to the flesh. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. It says, regardless of the dullness of Christians in recognizing the dwelling of persons of God's spirit in them, God nonetheless has given him to them. This is an immutable fact which no condition of the Christian can gainsay. Because they have been regenerated, they automatically have become a holy temple fit for habitation of the Holy Spirit. If only these would claim by faith this part of God's promise as they did the other part, they would gloriously experience both. But if they should stress new birth and be content merely with possessing a new spirit, they should forfeit the possibility of experience a vigorous and joyful life and miss many blessings God has provided them in the Lord Jesus. If, on the other hand, they accept God's promise in its totality, trusting in the divine fact that a regeneration, God has given a new life, plus the indwelling of the very persons of the Holy Spirit, then their spiritual life should advance tremendously. So, in one part he said, if they would claim by faith this part of God's promise, it's hard to claim what you don't know. And and that's that's a big thing. And 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 look, even in all that we're learning and doing, there's even so much more that we don't know. Amen. And that's why we have to be humble. Again, that's why we got to be humble and say, God, like I got to say, Lord, teach me how to pray. Lord, teach me how to walk. And just humble yourself that you don't know. And the more that you know, the more there is that you don't know. You're right. 
and like my pastor said a long time ago, he said, you think you're looking for truth? He said, truth is looking for you more than you're looking for. Truth is looking for somebody to partner up with and say, oh, you want me over there? And the truth is, the, truth is Jesus. Yeah. And so when we, I mean, so even if you are in a situation where you're not being fed, just begin to say, and in other words, I'm not, I'm, I'm at a church or I'm a whatever, and I just feel that there's something missing. Just begin to say, God, show me, teach me, because see that 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 in itself will begin to 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 open open you up to receiving things from God. And however he chooses to do, it might not be, it might be for you to stay where you're at as far as that temple or that, I'm sorry, as far as that building or that congregation is, but then it might be telling you, but now I'm going to have you going off and doing some things on your own. I'm going to have you studying on your own. I'm going to have you getting with, or with a with like this prayer group or that prayer group, and you start doing these things on your own. You, your presence is still at that building or that congregation. But he's got you doing different things. See, that's the Holy Spirit's job. We, that's why it's so key to be humble and to submit and say, I don't know, but God, you do know. God, you do know. And just so humble yourself and avail yourself to him and let God be God. I'm going to just reread that. It says, regardless of the dullness of Christians and recognize the dwelling of the persons of God's spirit in them, God nonetheless has given them to them. In other words, it's just like this. You know what? Y'all don't know what's best for y'all. I'm going to do this. This is what it's all about. Hopefully, y'all will catch on before you get out. But if nothing else, you, 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 you have the rest of eternity to learn. So if you get to the point that you receive my salvation, remember he calls us dumb animals with sheep. If you get to the point that you receive my salvation, that's one of the most important parts. I need, and then we can grow, but if you miss it, well, at least you'll be saved. Sorry to say it like that, but that's what it's saying. That's God in his infinite understanding and wisdom. And again, he says, the dullness of Christians in recognizing the dwelling of the persons of God's spirit in them, God nonetheless has given him to them. This is an immutable fact which no condition of the cross can gainsay. Because they have been regenerated, they automatically have become a holy temple fit for habitation of the Holy Spirit. If only these would claim by faith this part of God's promise as they did the other part, they would gloriously experience both. But if they would stress new birth and be content merely with possessing a new spirit, they shall forfeit the possibility of experience a vigorous and joyful life and miss many blessings which God has provided them in the Lord Jesus. If, on the other hand, they accept God's promise in its totality, Trusting in the divine fact that a regeneration God has given a new life, plus the indwelling of the pers- very persons of the Holy Spirit, then their spiritual life should advance tremendously. Nah, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to just be quiet. By faith and obedience, 
Believers may experience the abiding presence of the Spirit on the same day they receive their new Spirit by faith and obedience. Faith is receiving and trusting what God is giving. Obedience is by listening to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and, and just letting him do what he wants to do. By faith and obedience, believers may experience the abiding presence of the Spirit on the same day they receive their new Spirit. That's the end, the same day. Again, I'm going back to what Pastor Mark. Once he gets him saved, he's all automatically getting him full of the Spirit so he can speak in tongues. It's the beginning steps of walking in the leadership, beginning steps of experiencing that indwelling power, the experiencing the, the, the things that's available to you as a child of God. The person who dwells within shall reveal Christ in them, sanctify them, and lead them on to true spiritual heights. Who's the person that dwells in them? I'm about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shall sanctify them and lead them on to true spiritual heights. Even so, Christians often do not appreciate the exalted position which this person occupies and thus descend to despising his indwelling and to follow instead the dictates of their mind. All righty then, hold on, wait a minute. Woo-hoo! They don't appreciate and they don't understand, they don't submit, and it's contrary to things they've been seeing or doing their whole life. It's contrary, like Erica said, seeing is believing we're walking in the spiritual arena. You're not seeing what you're naturalized, but you still got to believe it. And if you believe enough of it, oh, you begin to see it. <laughs> Even so, Christians often do not appreciate the exalted position which this person occupies and thus the sin to despise in his indwelling and to follow in instead the dictates of their mind, we're right back again, soulish Christians. Not spiritually led Christians, soulish Christians. And understanding the trinity that's within us, of our spirit, soul, and body. These individuals ought to humble themselves before such light and learn to respect such a holy presence and be willing to allow him to work. Oh, did I just hear be willing? Yeah, sure did. Wait a minute. We have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to work. All that power, but we got to be willing. Didn't we read earlier about Grieving the Holy Spirit when we're doing something contrary to what God wants and desires, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're going back to free will. So now you free will and you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. Now free will, you got to begin to accept him as your Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. If not, we're grieving the Spirit of God. These individuals ought to humble themselves before such light, learn to respect such a holy presence, 
and be willing to allow him to work. They should tremble before him for love's sake, not daring to impose their will in the slightest, but always remembering how God has highly exalted them by virtue of his abiding presence. Wait a minute. God has exalted us by putting his spirit in us. Wow. God has exalted us. God has raised us up. God has put us in a position because his spirit is dwelling in us. Our spirits are reborn. Our spirits are renewed. And now his spirit is dwelling in us too. Remember, we're made a little lower than the angels. Any who desire to abide in Christ and live a holy life like his must accept by faith and obedience God's provision for them. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, wait a minute. See, 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 see. Just one thing that I... mm. Any who desire to abide in Christ and live a holy life like he is, must accept by faith and obedience God's provision for them. How many of you all have gotten to the point in your life that you recognize that God's provision is much different than your perception of his provision? Amen. What you thought you needed, what you thought you wanted, and you find that you really didn't need it, you was able to do it without, in spite of how you thought you felt, or the way you feel, He, you realize that in order to, to do something, you got to get rid of yourself or die in this area, that area. God's, God's understanding, God's ways are so different than ours. But it's designed to help us to get over ourselves, get out of ourselves, to humble ourselves, and to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. But isn't it usually that our ways is usually a selfish way? Majority of the time. I'm going to say 99.9% of the time. Right. Mm. And when we go come under and follow for the way that he has planned for us, there's much more blessings and many benefits. But again, even in that, our understanding of blessings and benefits is different from here. God, see the bottom line, God got to break us down to retrain us. That, that, that's just a simple fact. Because exactly. we, so, we, we, we are so screwed up. No, we're so selfish. It, we, it's all screwed up, selfish, all, but again, it all comes back down to the flesh nature and our soul nature. Right. And, and even because we're not, well, I'm going to say a lot of us aren't taught correctly, and I just say it like that. So then even what we think we know, we really still don't know. So, God, it's just like the military. They, you come in and you, your skill set is a, a, a chef, that you, that's what you like to do. They're going to make you a janitor, a mechanic. They're going to get you all out your element, break you down, and retrain you the way that they want you to do that job. Mm-hmm. 
Same way God do it. You know what? I got to break you down, get you out of yourself, because you think you this, that, and the other. You don't really know. And even when you think you're being selfless, you're being selfish because it's still for your own desire. It's still your own perception. So I got to just, but see, he does it in a loving, gentle way. And that's the, like the Army and the Marine. They get in front of you. They're breaking down and holler and scream at you. God just did a loving, gentle way. I Well, I'm going to say loving and gentle because sometimes his loving, gentle ways may not be all that loving and gentle. But, it is, but honestly, it is loving and gentle because without him, if we were to experience the fullness of the situations and circumstances, we would see things much differently. I mean, you know, even through the things I'm going through, when I'm in the court system, I'm listening to different people, and I'm looking at how many times we're in the same situation, but how worse off they are than I am, that still let me know how much God's hand is on my life. So even in our hearts, we have to see it. He has to train us that even when you're going through hell, you're still praising him. But Amen. see, he throw you up to that point. And he knows that you can't, you can't, you, again, you can't get rid of cancer until you can get rid of a headache by the word of God. It just ain't going to happen. He sure. knows that. But see, in and of, and I ain't, and Maria, I ain't trying to mess with you, Maria. I'm just using an example. You know, but but he knows that. But see, we in our in and of ourselves because now we got this this huge situation of circumstances in front of us. Oh, I'm going to apply the word of God. I'm going to stand and I'm going to confess and I ain't going to do this and I ain't going to go to the doctor and I ain't going to do this. And God is saying, okay, okay, okay. You really, you really need to do this another way. You're not quite there yet. You're not understanding, you know. And it, it, and so. He he knows where we truly are, and if we listen to him, he will start to groom us and train us and grow us so that at that point then when we do have to stand and fight cancer, now you're built up enough, now you understand enough. And again, now we're talking about the Holy Spirit abiding in us and our spirit, so now they have to be fed. See, as our spirit is fed, it's giving the Holy Spirit something to work with, and then he can increase in you. And then your faith can grow. And it has to be fed. And so now you can become a world overcomer. Now you can have great faith. Remember in the Word of God, it talks about all different aspects or levels of faith. Weak faith, dead faith, little faith, great faith, world overcoming faith. All these are different types of faith in the Word of God. Shipwreck faith. Different examples of faith. But where you at in your walk depends on where you are allowing and humbling and allowing the Holy Spirit to train you. I got one more sentence and then we done. We 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 done been in it today. Even so Christians all right, I'm just saying by faith and obedience, believers may experience the abiding presence of the Spirit on the same day they receive their new spirit. The person who dwells within shall receive Christ in them sanctify them, and lead them on to true spiritual heights. Even so, Christians often do not appreciate the exalted position which this person occupies and thus descend to despising his indwelling and to follow instead the dictates of their mind. These individuals ought to humble themselves before such light, learn to respect such a holy presence, and be willing to allow him to work. 
They should tremble before him for love's sake, not daring to impose their will in the slightest, but always remembering how God has highly exalted them by virtue of his abiding presence. Any who desire to abide in Christ and live a holy life like his must accept by faith and obedience God's provision for them. The Holy Spirit already is in our spirit. Therefore, the question before us now is, are we willing to let him work from within? All right. That's the question. Question is. And I'm done. Huh? We, I said, and in that one, for us, instead of to try to please ourselves and others around us, to have a more mindset on pleasing him. One more time, Renee. I said, okay, so instead of having a mindset on trying to please ourselves and others around us, mm. our focus is on Everybody still there? Yep. Okay. All right. Anybody else? I'm done. I'm well. I'm spinning it enough. I'll be done. And I'm done. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> change homes. You can't go nowhere. You can't even walk there. <laughs> All right, let's take prayer requests. Okay, I'm All right, who wants prayer? Speak up, speak up, speak up, speak up. I was you want prayer, Felicia? Yes. All right. Let me. Oh, woman of God. Hmm. Woman of God. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Kind of like me kicking and screaming, but you're saying, yeah. Kicking and screaming, but you're saying, yeah. Mm hmm. 
Okay. I need you to repeat after me, okay? Uh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Okay, because this might get ugly. Let me get in a different position. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let me give me a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Ha rombo she shira kanda ko father guy shenda ko nde kanda ko nde kanda ko nde kanda ko nde kanda ko. Okay. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me. Train me. Train me. Teach me. Teach me. Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm scared. I'm fearful. I'm fearful. But I know this much. I am more afraid of not heeding and abiding your will than to walk out in unfamiliar territory. So, Father God, take me now and move me give me whatever it is that I need from the inside out and from the outside in Holy Spirit, you know where I'm at, and you know where my destiny is at. Lead me upon that path. Empower me. Embrace me. Encourage me. Forgive me. Cleanse me, heal me, whatever it is, God, I submit to you in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Now I'm going to pray over you. Boko shako 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 horondi ke shandoko shaka horombo ko shike karambo roshira kombaka hakayeroko shake ke karambo ke karande ke shirako ba handike roko shaka renderoko shike horbo shirka sadaraka sadaraka sa horombo shike harambo shike yes Lord, yes, 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 yes. Haramboka Saneke. Oh, oh, 
let it marinate, let it marinate. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here it comes, here it comes. Shuku. Arike. There it is, there it is. Erekora, Nick. There it is, there it is, there it is. Sharaka. Mm-hmm. 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 When you get home, you pray for your sister. You lay hands on your sister. Y'all pray together. And then y'all go. Did you hear me? No. It cut out. <laughs> you said what? It, it cut out. It, yeah. Can you repeat that? I said, when you get home, mm-hmm. pray for Pray together. You pray for her. In other words, you need to anoint and pray for your sister. That's one aspect. You all need to pray together. That's another aspect. Then after you do that, then you all together need to anoint and pray for your children. Okay. So those are different things. You pray for sent. You pray with sent. And then you all pray for your children. Okay. Okie dokie All right. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. All right, who's next? They say I'm praying for my granddaughter. She's sitting here listening to the um, prayer line, and the and the and the looks that she's got on her face is if she's understanding you while you're talking to her. All righty then. Okay, shit, of course, she did a kanja kaka 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 Amen. Amen. All right. Who next? Oh, I might as well go ahead and pray for you, Nate. Okay. Boko she arande ke she koko ramboko se ke shandere ko rombrande ko se shaka rande ke shandaka 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 randaka 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 randa Thank you, Father. Bosu rakanda, shirakanda, shirakanda, rakanda, rakonde, 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 rakonde. Horumbrande rakose, That's the power of God. Moving, increasing. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
revealing, imparting. Let his word take you down the pathway. Let his presence take you down the pathways. I speak life, healing, restoration. Father, for blessing this woman of God and increasing in her heart and revealing to her the path that you have placed her upon, continue to move in her, Lord, in a great and mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All right. Who else want prayer? And all the Jesus cannot be returned unto you a hundredfold. Yeshua's name, Jesus. One more time, babe. I said, all that you have given out may it be returned to you a hundredfold. In Yeshua's name, amen. 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 Well, on that note, I'm going to say au revoir because I got to go try to income. Have a good one, people. Hi, babes. Just talk to y'all later. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Okay.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.